Welcome to My Bible Study, a verse-by-verse devotional study through the Bible with Pastor Bob Thibodeau. In this unique series, Pastor Bob takes you through the Bible just a few verses at a time. No preaching, just a simple Bible reading with examples and explanations of the meaning behind the Scriptures. My Bible Study will take you from Genesis chapter 1 all the way through the book of Revelation. Now, here is Pastor Bob Thibodeau. I am impressed, though, with the way in which Moses reported this incident with a minimum of details and description. I mean, to have written any more would have been, you know, to perpetuate the sin of Ham. You know, Hollywood, oh man, Hollywood today, they'd they'd be making a movie out of it. You know, they'd take you inside the tent with HDTV and everything. Well, Moses intentionally leaves us outside of the tent with Shem and Japheth. Now, it would seem that Ham and his two brothers were alerted to Noah's indiscretion so that all three of them were standing outside the tent. And, And verse 22, it says, And Ham, the father of Canaan, saw the nakedness of his father and told his two brothers standing outside. While Shem and Japheth refused to go inside, Ham had no reservations about going into the tent. Whatever the failing of Noah... Remember this, he was inside his own tent in the privacy of his own home. That's the way Shem and Japheth wanted to keep it. Ham had his own idea. He entered in, he violated the principle of basic privacy, yet he didn't go in to assist his father, but to be amused at his father's expense. Ham did nothing to preserve the dignity of his father. You know, he didn't say, come on, Dad, why don't you lay down and just go to bed here, and he covered him up. No, he didn't do that. He did not see to it that Noah was properly covered. Instead, he went outside to his two brothers, probably laughing and stuff, pointing it inside the tent, and graphically described the folly that had overtaken this father. You know, it, it seems that Ham also may have encouraged Shem and Jamie, hey, go in the tent, check it out. And they refused. The lengths to which Shem and Japheth went in, and what they did in order to not see their father's nakedness seems almost extreme in today's culture, you know, the sexually permissive society today. But our televisions have desensitized our view of nakedness or rudeness and immorality. I mean, there's nothing which is not advertised. Even products that were once considered very private and personal are now addressed openly on television. I mean, Japheth and Shem, Scripture says, took the garment. Okay, this would be, not. they didn't take a garment. They took the garment. This would have been the one which Noah should have been wearing. They took it upon their shoulders. They went backward into the tent. Without looking upon their father, they went and covered him up and then walked straight back out. Now, in the morning when Noah woke up from his drunkenness, he knew what had happened. I mean, he didn't, we don't know how he learned about it. Perhaps he was still aware enough to remember the events of the previous night. One thing I do know, though, Shem and Japheth did not tell Noah or anyone else what had happened. I suspect the story was well known around camp by the next morning. 
and probably due to Ham going around blabbing about it. Okay, I mean, if he didn't hesitate to to tell his brothers and and make fun of his dad and and no, you know laugh at him and all that, why would we think that he wouldn't tell anyone else? Perhaps that's why Noah became angry at him. Okay, regardless of how Noah got the information, his response was one with very bad implications. Canaan, the youngest son of Ham, was cursed. He was to be the lowest servant to all his brothers. Right? Go down to verse 25. And Noah said, Cursed be Canaan, a servant of servants shall he be unto his brothers. Didn't say to his uncles. It did not say that he shall serve uh, uh, Shem and Japheth. No. His brothers, his own older brothers. He's going to be a servant forever to his brothers. That's specific. A lot of people skip that. They think that this curse on Canaan was, you know, you're going to be a servant to uh, Shem and, and Japheth. No. It specifically says his brothers. The other sons of Ham. Right? Now, in this way, Canaan's curse the curse of Canaan is basically intensified in three verses. In verse 25, Canaan be subservient to his brothers. In verse 26 and 27 is where we see his father's brothers. Okay, Verse 26, Blessed be the Lord God of Shem. Well, let's do 25. Cursed is Canaan, a servant of servants, shall he be unto his brother. And he said, Blessed be the Lord God of Shem. Canaan shall be his servant too. And God shall enlarge Japheth, and he shall dwell in the tents of Shem. And Canaan shall be his servant too. Right? So, verse 25, he's low man on the totem pole in his own house with his dad's sons. He's going to serve every one of his brothers. Then, he's going to be the servant of Shem and all his brothers. And, because Japheth is teamed up and teamed up and 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 honored Shem and and doing all that. Canaan's going to serve all of that family as well. So he is the low of the low of the low on the totem pole in Noah's family now. Viewed this way, it's impossible to see any application of this passage that references black people at all. Ham was not cursed in this passage. Canaan was. Canaan was not the father of the black people, but the father of the Canaanites. That's why they're called Canaanites, who lived in Palestine, who threatened the Israelites. These scriptures say nothing about cursing black people. So get off that topic. It is not in the Bible. Period. Amen. Don't shout me down when I'm preaching good. Praise God. Now, I want you to notice something else. In verse 26, 26, it is not Shem who's blessed, but Shem's God. What? Yeah, go read that. Verse 25, Curses Canaan, servants servant should be unto his brother. And Noah said, Blessed be the Lord God of Shem. Doesn't say, God bless Shem. It says, Blessed be the God of Shem. All right? 
let Canaan be his servant. By this, the godly line is preserved from Noah through Shem. Through Shem. Not to Shem. Through Shem. From Shem's seed, the Messiah was said to come. The blessing doesn't come from Shem, but through him. The blessing flows out of the relationship which Shem has with Yahweh, God, the covenant God of Israel. The servitude of Canaan is one of the evidences of this blessing. I'll get back to that in a minute. Because, you see, the God will cause your enemies who rise up against you to be defeated before you. They will come out against you one way and flee before you seven ways. This is in Deuteronomy 28. The Lord will command the blessing upon you in your barns and in all that you put your hand to do. And he'll bless you in the land which the Lord God gives you. The Lord will establish you as a holy people unto himself, just as he swore to you, if you keep the commandments of the Lord your God and walk in his ways. That'd benefit the United States right now. Our legislatures, our government, they need to understand that. What's the condition? God will bless all you set your hand to do if you remain holy people to him and you keep his commandments and you walk in his ways and you don't go against his ways and break every one of his commandments and then flaunt it in front of his face. That does not bring you a blessing at all. It brings you curse and destruction and we'll get to that at some point in time as well. But just as Shem's blessing consists of his relationship to Yahweh, Japheth will be blessed in his relationship to Shem. Just as God's blessing is commanded upon the nation of Israel, the United States is blessed because of our relationship with Israel. You know, up to, if you look at it like this, up to and including World War II, the United States was having a lot of troubles economically. I mean, we come out of the Civil War. Within a few years, we had to fight the Mexican-American Wars, then World War I, then the Great Depression hit, the Dust Bowl droughts hit, then World War II came along. The economic condition of this nation was in total disarray. And the birth of Israel took place in May of 1948, and President Truman was being pressured from all sides to not recognize the newly created state of Israel. He was advised that we'd lose influence in the world, especially in that part of the world. The Arabs were against it, and we needed them on our side to have access to the oil. But Trump and, Trump, Truman went against all of his advisors and did recognize the nation of Israel. The first one to recognize the state of Israel. Like 15 minutes after Israel declared their independence. And despite the critics, despite the advisors, he did it anyway. And almost immediately, the United States became an economic powerhouse. It wasn't overnight, but it was on that path, and it had been blessed quickly. I um, mean, the blessings upon this nation were immense. We became a superpower in the world politically. We became a powerful, the, the most powerful military force in the world. We put men on the moon, praise God. Nobody else has ever done that yet. Hallelujah. But our relationship to Israel is what caused those blessings to come upon the United States. You know, how unfortunate that our politicians today, especially on the, the left, the communist, socialist, whatever, these idiots over there, 
that want to undermine and destroy everything this nation worked for. They're trying to push these anti-godly, anti-Bible, anti-moral, just everything. If, if the Bible says boo, they get mad at it, all right? Everything the Bible says do, they say don't do. Everything the Bible says don't do, they say do. Thank you for joining Pastor Bob as he leads you verse by verse through the Bible in this series called My Bible Study. We pray this study will bring you closer to God and reveal His Word and His will for you through the Scriptures. We would consider it an honor and a blessing if you would support this outreach with your financial offerings. We have partnered with Patreon to offer you unique gifts and benefits for various levels of giving. Please visit our page on Patreon by going to patreon.com forward slash my Bible study podcast, all one word. That link again is patreon.com forward slash my Bible study podcast, all one word. Until next time, be blessed in all that you do.